say I appreciate being here. I appreciate the opportunity that's given to me and that to be able to stand before you. Uh, I'm not worthy to stand before you. I'm not. Uh, there's, I'm sure others that's more worthy than I. But I was chosen. <laughs> uh, so a lot of times I believe we need to understand it's not who you are. It's what God can make you to be. And it's God used so many things uh, I believe Jesus even uh, used so many things and that on his walk that probably thought, uh, why in the world would you use that? But Jesus used it for a reason because he could get a point across. Jesus was a person that could get down on anybody's level or he could get up on anybody's level. Jesus could talk to anyone and be able to uh, present himself to anyone now, some liked him, some didn't. Now, we 
kind of get that here today. We got some we like, some we don't. We got some that uh, we agree with what they say. We got some that we don't. I mean, it's just life. But I was reading, and that over in Joshua, I believe that's right, uh, over in Joshua, about where Joshua had <laughs> to present himself and that to the children of Israel that had came and that <clears throat> out of the, uh, the bonds of Egypt and where so many things had happened. It wasn't a very, a real easy task when Moses came and done what God told him to do. You know, we understand and we've heard preachers and we've heard uh, teachers teach where God sent Moses back to Egypt. He fled from Egypt for his life, but it came a time that God said, it's time for you to go back to Egypt. And you need to go and you need to tell Pharaoh what I tell you to say. So there's times that God will come upon us and use us when it's time to be used. Appreciate Kim being here this morning. Cheryl was scared to death that she's going to have to lead the choir. So we were so glad that Kim came this morning. Carolyn was wiping her forehead. So see how it is that we're chosen for different tasks and that within our church. If it just be uh, taking up the offering, if it be making sure the doors is closed, if it make me to help someone over that's in a wheelchair, or can I help you in some other way? Don't take it as you're any less than them, but it's that, that they're wanting to help you and support you from falling, from getting hurt, whatever the case may be. So there's always something that God has different ones to do. Some might look at it, it was a very important job. Yes, it was. Got her over here safely. I don't reckon you fall off in a hell hole or, or anything, but you got her here safely. So we need to understand God has, a, uh, has a, a place for each and every one of us if we will heed the call. Now, so many times people don't want to listen to it. So many times people just turn their head and says, well, send somebody else. And God does. But God looks at it and said, man, it would have been so much better if that would have went. Well, it would have still got the job done. That's right. But that one lost out. Lost out a blessing. Lost something that they'll never be able to recover. We could find things that we lost, but there are certain things that we cannot recover because we lost it. And it can't be recovered. If you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, and you die and go to hell, that's it. There's no recovering it, right? There's no saying, God, I'm sorry I meant to. There's no saying, God, I'm sorry I didn't understand. Because the Bible says you have to be a wayfaring fool. I mean, a total idiot. <laughs> I guess you'd say a total idiot. A person has to be so stupid not to be able to understand that Jesus loves them enough that He died for their sins. And all they have to do is say, God, I'm sorry. How hard is that? God, I'm sorry. I felt the call, but I didn't say, God, I'm sorry. See how simple it is? Well, as I was reading, I had just come across, I was going into another place, but as I was reading across Joshua and all of the children of Israel, all of the things they went through, 
the preparation of leaving, uh, the times of, of, of going across the, 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 the terrain, the desert, whatever it might have been, and knowing that Pharaoh was right behind them, scared to death that they was going to be taken back over to Egypt and it was going to be even worse than what it was before they left. See, when Moses came, they was making bricks and it took to the point, say, that that was an everyday job that we make these bricks and we was provided the, 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 the tools that we needed to make the bricks, the materials that we needed, it was provided. But when Moses came and he started on this journey and saying that uh, God's going to set you free, oh boy, yeah, we're going to be set free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But they didn't understand that it's going to be through a trial and a hardship and a heartache before they left. When they first got it, they was all excited. Man, they'd fall for it. Go for it, Moses. Go for it. Yeah, we're right there behind you, Moses. We'll back you all the way up, buddy. You go tell old Pharaoh, buddy. Hey, God sent you. Hallelujah. Boy, they was all excited. Until it started coming down on them. Until Moses told what he wanted. And Pharaoh says, you're not getting it. And they started making it hard on the Egyptians. Or on the Israelites. They got to where they was having a hard time making bricks. Man, he's working twice as many hours. Man, it was just a terrible time. See, sometimes it don't come as easy as what you think. God is going to do it, but it's not going to come maybe as easy as you think. God might, He's going to do it, but it might not come as quick as you think. They probably thought they'd be out of the next couple of days. When Moses came, the deliverer came, they thought it was going to be done in the next couple of days. Pharaoh has to accept Moses. No doubt about it. You know, he's sent from God. He has to accept him. He looked at Moses, and the children of Israel looked at Moses as God deliverer. The one that's going to stand up against the man that keeps us in bondage. And he'll have to listen. He's the, he is a representative of God. They've got to listen. What did Pharaoh do? He did not listen. He had no idea. He, he could have cared less what Moses said. So they had to prove some things. God had to prove some things. But see, a lot of people think that God won't come on the righteous. Hey, I'm saved. I go to church every Sunday. I'm there every Wednesday. I'm there when they have a Bible study. I'm there when they have a Bible school. I'm there when they have this. I'm there when they have that. God won't do that to me. Hey, God does it to all. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Just because you go to church every day don't mean you won't fall into hardship. Don't mean you won't drop something on your toe. Don't mean that you won't drop something on your thumb. Don't mean that you won't stumble and fall uh, down a bank. Don't mean that your legs might give out. We need to understand that God's got a purpose and a plan for everything that He does. He does. I don't understand why Gene cut his thumb off. Doctors put it back on. That's an amazing thing. And within itself, why did that happen? I don't know. Because Gene's too stupid not to use a stick. So really, it wasn't God's fault he cut his thumb. It's Gene's fault he cut his thumb. Amen. 
But yet Gene can say, God, if you was like you say you are in the Bible, buddy, why in the world did you give me enough sense not to do it? I did, Gene. You just didn't listen. But see, that's our problem today. We don't listen. We don't listen. The children of Israel don't listen. They did what they were supposed to do when Moses said to do it. They didn't like a lot of things that Moses said, you've got to do this now. If you don't, the firstborn's going to die. That was the last part of the plagues. All of the other plagues come. All of them was, they was aggravated to death with Moses. None of this happened till you came. None of this happened. We didn't have to worry about drinking out of a bloody cup. None of this happened. Moses, what are you doing here? All you've done is cause us more grief than what we've already had. It was better off if you had never come. We'd have been better off if you had never come. That was their attitude. That's what they thought. But you're going to go to a better place. But look at us now. Look at what we've got to deal with now. But you're going to go to a better place. Kim talked about going to heaven. What about now? Look at what we've got to deal with now. We're going to get to go to heaven. Well, that's right. And it's going to be a place of happiness and joy and peace and where there's no sickness. But what about now? I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with my legs not working as good as they did. I've got to deal with a, a thumb that I might almost cut off. I've got to deal with a hot something spilled on me. I've got to deal where I bumped to get something to cut my leg. I've got to deal with that. What about now? We've got to understand our good times is coming. Don't be so aggravated with what we have today. And I'm aggravated. I'm aggravated with our country today. I'm aggravated where they're letting certain things uh, pass in our country today. I'm aggravated. I'm frustrated. Look at where God has brought us to. But, and, and they was happy when it was coming or when it was uh, breaking up there and in the past how things was great. And they was happy about that. But now they're all upset. It's all upset. I know we've talked about the abortion thing. I was thinking about they had their 50 years, 50 years of killing babies. They've had their time. Now we got our time. 50 years, hopefully, maybe more, of babies living. Ain't there any better? Nothing better than that. But they're mad about it. I don't like it. Well, we need to understand. Not everything that goes on that we're going to like. And I understand that our country today seems to be going more to the evil side than to the good. I've seen it seems like we've, we're leaving the good side and we're going to the evil. I remember back when I was growing up, I never heard about a lot of this stuff that's coming out today. Never heard about it. Never dreamed I'd hear about anything like that coming out today. But man, the Bible speaks about that they're going to look at the world and they're going to uh, uh, desire evil over good. They're going to start calling evil good and good bad. And that's what the Bible speaks that there's going to come a day that you're going to see people stand up and support evil things and, dis and, and, and discard 
things that's good. I said, no way you'll see that. My brother had talked about, and it's coming, or probably already here. He said, there'll come a day, you watch. Mark my words. There'll come a day that senior citizens that cannot care for themselves anymore will be put to death. There ain't no way it would get to that way. No way it would get to that point. How often does a senior go into the hospital that don't have a lot of others that comes out alive? Have you noticed? It has so happened. Something happened. They just didn't make it. We need to understand our society today would rather do away with them than have to pay to feed them. Look at the money drain and that's what they'll tell you. They cost too much money. They cost too much money. If they can't provide or, or, or tribute to the, to the funding of this country, what good are they? We need to understand we have went from loving and caring for people than, and to the point of looking, how can we get rid of them because they're costing us money? We need to understand that where we once was, we're not anymore. I know that you might not like to hear that. Where we once reached out and searched out and to find those that were sick and lame and that needed help and support, we was there to do it. Now we're looking at the point, how can we get around that? We need to understand that Moses went to save those that were in bondage by the authority of God to deliver them from bondage. And they was. They was delivered and that from bondage. God did everything He said He would do. A lot of people said God's a liar. People will tell you today God's a liar. He don't do what He said He's going to do. Hey, God said just what He said He's going to do. The problem that you're in is because you got yourself in that problem. Not anything of God. God did not have anything to do with it. You got yourself in that situation. But yet you want to blame God for it. The children of Israel was in a place. They was in bondage. They was being mistreated, abused. Uh, they was treated as livestock. They was no more than just an animal and that to the Egyptians. Wasn't a problem killing one of them. They didn't get put in jail for it. They No, no Egyptian ever got punished or persecuted for killing an Israelite. Not a one of them. But when one could, stood up and killed an Egyptian, he was going to be put to death. That was illegal. Two-sided. Okay? My judgment don't go for yours. You have a totally different judgment for you than I do. That's what the Egyptians had. What's good for me is good, but what's good for you is not. We need to understand they are a two-sided judgment today. Depends on what party you're with. See it. I see it. It's not that I even have to say it. But one has one justice and another has another justice. Where have we come from today? The children of Israel were set free because they was God's chosen people. 
They was God's people. They prayed, God deliver us. And God did. He delivered them in that from the bondage and that Egyptians. He, he brought them back to a country and buddy, he cared for them. He took care of them. He seen to their needs. He, he, they came to the ocean and thought that was the end of their lives because they could no go no further. It's either go in the ocean and drown or wait till Pharaoh gets here and he'll kill us all. Because he's going to prove a point. You don't run and that from me. You don't look at me. You don't downgrade me. He had to show his authority and power over the Egyptians. That's what he kept them. You know why the Egyptians never, or the, the Israelites never rose up against the Egyptians? Do you ever wonder why that they never rose up against him? They never uh, fought against the Egyptians to be uh, their own, within themselves to deliver themselves of that from bondage? Did you ever understand why? That they never one time, not a one of them stood up and said, I thought I'm not taking it anymore. Let us come together as a body and fight for our freedom. Not a one ever did that. Not a one. They just kept right on. You know why they didn't? Because Pharaoh had them all scared. Pharaoh had them all believing that there's no way they could defeat them. No way they could defeat them. Pharaoh had them all scared. If they had stood up against Pharaoh in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of God Almighty, that He is our deliverer, they could have defeated Him before Moses got there. Guarantee you, they could have defeated the Egyptians. But not a one of them did. They had to wait until God sent Moses. Some kind of agreed with what he's doing. Some didn't. Moses had to deal with so much aggravation within the camp. So many crybabies within the camp. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't think you should have done that. I don't think this should have happened. I think you ought to have a little more concern about the Egyptians. I think you ought to uh, sit down and have a better conversation. Moses, what you're doing wrong is you don't listen to Pharaoh. We've listened to Pharaoh for 400 years. We know what we need to say. The problem is they've listened to Pharaoh for 400 years. Moses is coming out with a plan and he said, we, I do want to have and that a discussion with Pharaoh. I do. And I have had a, a, a conversation with Pharaoh. I told him to let us go. Now wait a minute, wait a minute, Moses. You can't just go in and say, let my people go. That's it. Negotiate, okay? Now that's, that's what the, 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 the Egyptians Negotiate. That's how we got more straw, Moses. We negotiated. But you're going in and said, let my people go. God said, let my people go. They had a problem with Moses' communication skill. God didn't say, go in and let's debate it. He didn't say, let's go in and let's have a, 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 a confirmation and, and try to see what I can give up and what you can give up. Did God ever say that? When He sent Moses down there, He sent him down there with one thing. What was that? Let my people go. 
You go down there and you tell Pharaoh, let my people go. So does that mean he needs to go down there and try to work out something? No, it means he goes down there and he says, let my people go. God said so. Some agree, some don't. They've come out, they have left, they went across the journey, they went across the sea, they have been in the wilderness for 40, to 40 years, and there's a time of peace, time of rest, time to look and see where they've come from. But you know what happens when that happens? When you take a time, take a break from war. See, once they went across the Red Sea, once they stayed in the 40 years and that in the wilderness, once they conquered, you got to understand they conquered. They fought other kings. They fought other cities. But God was always victorious over each and every one of them. The children of Israel come against any of them or come against him. They won. They was victorious. Why? It's because God won the battle for them. God always seen that they had their need filled. Always. Well, it came a time after the wars was over with, after all of the battles of all of the kings that they had to deal with, and they was victorious over all of those. They came a time said, okay, we're going to take a break from war. We're going to rest for a few years. And they did for you a few years. But you know what happens when you rest? You go to thinking, you know, I just think we could do better. I think that we need to look and start figuring out that we could make up something that would make us a little better. And before you know it, they're starting to serve other gods. They're building altars to serve other gods. To birds, to serve other gods. Joshua chapter 24. Okay, Chris, Joshua chapter 24. Come to a time that Joshua was speaking. Chapter 14. Or 24, verse 14. 24, verse 14. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him. He's having to talk to all of these where they're relaxed, where they wanted to serve other gods. He said, now therefore, fear the Lord. They've lost that. They've lost the fear of God. After all they've been through, after all they've seen, they have forgot God. The fear is not where it once was. Are we not in the same place? Back when I was growing on, and I've heard Keith say it, how many times have you heard somebody tell you, you better watch it. God will send you to hell for that. God's going to whip you for that. I mean, fear God. We've lost that. Because look at where we're at today. Back when I was growing up, that was one of the things Mama used. Sin was a very bad thing to have in your life. You was a Man, they talk about sin, how bad it was, and where sin could get you. Oh, sin could get you to hell. Oh man, and hell wasn't a place, buddy, that nobody wanted to go. But today they, you know, kind of say, well, you know, it's it hell does exist, but it's not just as bad as as, as everybody had let on that it was. 
you know, hell is not a place of torment or, or nothing like that. That's just something, you know, they had told back in the older days. See, they're wanting to change today. So the fear is not here today as it once was. I mean, I, I, I see that within myself. Churches don't have the fear that they once had. That's the reason they let certain things uh, come into their church that they would have normally not let come into their church. Because they have no fear anymore. And that's what uh, Joshua's trying to say here. He says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in secret. Not anyone else, but serve Him in secret. Serve God in secret. Praise God in secret. That's if, 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 if all, above all, do that. If you can't do it anywhere, please do that. Uh, do it in secret if you have to. And there's places that has to do it in secret because they'll be put to death if they do it in the open. I understand that. But uh, Joshua's trying to say something here. He said in secret and in truth, be honest about it. Don't be pretending we have lost honesty and that to God today. People do not believe that God exists today and that He is not a God of wrath today. He's a loving God and that's it. What about all the places in the Bible where it talks about that God has a God of wrath? God is a jealous God. What about where He destroyed cities? God did that because of the iniquity that was in those cities. But today they think that they can do all the iniquity they want to do. God's not going to do a thing. He's a loving God. Loving God. He wouldn't dare do nothing like that. Joshua's trying to explain to a group of people here that's decided that they're going to serve some other God. They're going to build an altar to some other God. They're going to burn offerings to this other God. And Joshua's trying to say to them, you need to remember from where you came. But our problem is, our children today are being taught to go away from God than come to God. They are. Our children today are being taught not to recognize God, but go away from God. And here he's saying, fear the Lord, praise the Lord, uh, uh, do it in truth, and put, away, uh, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. Our main problem today is that we can't put away what we once had and enjoyed and served. We liked it. And if we ain't careful, we wind up going back to it. And we go away from God. I've been saved. I, I, I used to go to church. How many times have you heard that? I used to go to church. Now they're wicked, living a wicked life. I know them that they used to go to church. I used to worship with them. Now they're living with someone and saying it's okay. I've seen people that I, I, I went to church with and thought they was great preachers. Now they decided that they don't like women anymore. They like men. These are people that used to be God's children. Just as the children of Israel they used to, they was God's children. But yet now they decided that I'm going to serve some other God. 
that he does not exist. You know why they want to serve the other gods? These other gods says it's okay for you to be a homosexual. It's okay for you to be a robber. It's okay for you to, uh, to sleep with someone that you're not buried with. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I haven't heard the devil say that he was wrong yet. Because this is the one they're serving. They don't want to say they're serving the devil, but they're serving another god. They are so deceived in their own understanding who the devil is. The devil's got them to believe in he is God and not God. Joshua's trying his best to tell the children here, you need to listen. Serve the gods which of your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. Serve ye the Lord, not the ones that your father served. The reason, I guess we get to the point, they never uprose against the Egyptians is because they was part of the Egyptians. They become one of the Egyptians. They was the lower class Egyptians. They got a higher class. You know, that's the ones that had all the wealth. That's the ones that had all of the prestige. That's the ones that had the best food because they were regular Egyptians. But the others, you know, yet they served, served, served their gods. They was right in with the midst of their evil doings. See, the children of Israel turned against God. But yet we had some that, was, that hadn't turned. That's very important. The only reason I believe, the only reason I believe, that God sent Moses and that to the Israel or to the Egyptians to free the Israelites was because there's a few of them still had faith in God. There was a few of them that still believed that God could deliver them. There was a few of them that believed that God was God and I'll not serve the Egyptians' gods. I will not bow down in that to the Egyptians. I will not be part of them. But they probably got persecuted a whole lot more than the others where the others give in. These still stood up probably died under the whip and said, I will not serve you. I only serve God. We're going to have to do the same thing. We're going to have to get a backbone about us and we're going to have to serve God and Him only. We're not going to have to let or permit any of these evil things to come within our lives. We're going to have to. Verse 15, it says, And if it seems evil unto you, to serve the Lord, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Rather, the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me, Joshua, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Make a decision. That's what we got to do today. Quit giving in to the world and stay true to God. Make a decision. Like it or not, whose feelings it might hurt. Joshua said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to serve God. I'm not serving the one that uh, the forefathers served. 
I'm not serving the ones you want to serve today. I'm not serving the idols that you're building up. I'm not serving any of that. I'm just saying make a choice. Joshua put it to them flat out and said make a choice. Choose this day in whom you'll serve. Plain and simple. Am I, am I, is it not? Is not God asking us to do the same? Plain and simple. I believe God is asking today, either you serve me or you don't. I don't want you half-hearted. I don't want part of it. Either you're on my side or you're not. If you ain't on my side, get out of the house. That's about the way God says it. About the way Joshua said it. If you're not for the Lord, get out. I'm for Him. For me and my house, we're going to serve Him. So if you don't like it, you might ought to leave. Because I'm going to continue to preach. I'm going to continue praising God. I'm going to continue worshiping Him. I'm going to continue uplifting Him. I'm going to continue praying to Him. I'm going to continue trusting in Him. So if you're not, you might ought to leave. Joshua's been plain and simple. He's telling them straight out the truth. Is he not? He's telling the truth. That's all I'm saying. And that's what we got to do today, people. I, I'm honestly, we got to do that today. Our country is split in half today. Maybe split more than half. We got more people more concerned about evil things in this world today than you are about the good things in this world. They're more concerned about taking away. Uh, and that the, the rights of something that destroys and kills and that human beings, then to stand up and say we ought to fight for those and that they can live forever. No, I think they would have the right to choose. I'm telling you, we're going to have to stand today more than we've ever stood before. And you're going to have to stand in front of people that's going to uh, spit on you probably maybe. They're going to curse at you. They're going to call you names. They're going to call you prejudice. They're going to call you uh, all kinds of things. Now it's got to the point, if you believe a certain way, you're a terrorist. They're classifying us as terrorists because we don't agree with certain things they agree with. Is that not of the devil? We need to understand that we have left the old ways and we're going to the new altars that's being built. And they're being built today. Honestly, they're being built today. They are new altars being built. And our children don't, don't understand because they're being swayed so many different ways. They're being told you don't need God anymore. We went and tried to invite people to our church, children to our church. You know what they said? I just don't think that's necessary anymore. The parents said that. So I'm not sending them. I definitely ain't going with them. But that's what we're facing with today. They're feeling that it's not even necessary to be in church today. And they're winning. Honestly. Look at our churches today. Even the bigger churches don't have a lot in them anymore. They're dropping off. Because they're not receiving what God would be in that church. We got to go back to the old ways.
I know people say they 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 tell you don't look in don't look in the past. But honestly, I think we need to look to the past. I think we do. Because evidently Joshua realized they need to look at the past. Man, so many things that God gave them victory over. They thought they fought that battle and won. If you read on up through Joshua, there was one place where he sent out a horn or hornet. I ain't sure what that meant. I kind of put it like he sent out a whole bunch of hornets and went in that city and run them out. I mean, he had a city full of hornets. You're not going to stay there. Ronnie had just a few bumblebees. Hey, Ronnie, how long did you stand down there with them bumblebees when you unstirred them? <laughs> not long. I, can you imagine Ronnie running from the barn or wherever that was? And you see Ronnie walking out the door. Can you imagine Ronnie? Man, I, you talk about a man that, that, uh, that went back about 30 years. He was a young fella, buddy, when he came out of there. Them hornets made you move, didn't they, Ronnie? <laughs> of course they did. God could use saying, He said, you didn't even have to raise a sword. As I was reading through that, they was battles, they didn't even have to raise the sword. God won the victory for them. But now we think we need to build a new altar. Can you believe that? That's what Joshua was trying to say. Look at what he gave you. Look at how he helped you. And you think you need to build a new altar to another God? Come on. But that's where we go. Somebody starts talking. A lot of times it only takes one person to stir the pot. Honestly, if you got one good spokesman, they'll win a flock. I honestly, have you ever noticed when these all these protesters, how many's talking? One. Out there on that big bullhorn, you know? Always just one. Got all these people falling behind them. Half of them don't even know what they're there for, but they're all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this one out there on the ball. Whoa, 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 out there on that bullhorn. Boy, giving them down the road. It takes one. Can we not do the same? What if we stood up? And we do have them. We got them standing up and saying, it's not right. It's not right. But that's the one down too. They're falling over to the other side. We need to remember where we come. Where did you come from? I thank God that Mama didn't abort me. Mama struggled. She struggled year after year of sin that we had clothes, we had food. Mama done without, but boy, we had it. It would have been so much easier if she'd have just aborted us. She could have had a time of her life. Would have had no responsibilities. Just, And that's why they're doing it. There was just an obstacle that was in the way. I understand they might be physically times that, but to danger of your life. 
I can understand it. There are times that it has to be done. But there's so many that died for nothing because of pleasure of something else. So many died. Probably 1% might have died because it was a danger of the woman's health. The rest of them died because there was a problem or there was an issue or they was, I just don't think I'm ready. Should have thought about that before, should not. I'm all for women's rights, but think about it before you get pregnant. Look at all the ways that you can do before. And you have that right. But once you become pregnant, that baby's got rights. Just as much as you. But see, that's where they differ. Old days, new days. If I had my pick, I'd go back to the old days. I honestly would. If I could honestly go back in time, then go back, go into the future knowing what it would be, I'd say, let me go back to the other. You mean you'd go back and draw the people? Yes, I would. Man, they loved God back then. Golly. Man, I, back then you go to church, but you had church. <laughs> I mean, you had church. But they didn't care to preach against certain things too, but they laid it out there. You left that church boy feeling bad because, hey, I'm one of them. But he told me the truth. He told me the truth. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, today. Lord, Father, I could give an altar call. But Lord, Father, the altar call was already given. Lord, Father, they can come as I pray. Or Lord, Father, they can pray where they're at. Lord, it's not being seen of anyone. Lord, Father, as we pray to get forgiveness, it's just that as we pray that You'll give us forgiveness. Lord, sometimes, Lord, Father, we just try to make it out to be something greater than what it is. It is that thou shalt be saved if we ask. No more, no less. Lord, if we call upon You, You said in the name of Jesus Christ, it'll be done. And I believe, Lord Father, it'll be done. So I pray here this morning, if there's anyone amongst us, Lord, if there's something burdening upon their heart here this morning, I pray that, Lord, they're already praying or if they will. Lord, if not here, at home. But I pray that, Lord, Father, that we can draw closer to You, that, Lord, we can come back and that to the old ways. But most of all, Lord, Father, we can come back to serving, worshiping, and trusting, and depending upon You, and fearing You. That, Lord, we know that You are Almighty, and You have the choice and the last say in each thing. Thank you, Lord, for all of these that has come. Go with us on our journeys home. For it's in your name that I pray. Amen.